All right, on this episode of Bouts Talking Bouts, very excited to be talking to an individual competing at Octagon 52 in the main event, which goes down on January the 27th. We have Jack Cartwright getting out there into the cage against Jonas Magard and Great Heaven Jonas on the show. How are you doing, man? You having a good day so far? Yeah, thank you. I just finished some practice here. I'm in my gym in Combat Brothers. It was a hard, sweaty one. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling pretty okay now. And big Newcastle debut for Octagon and stuff like that. How does it feel to be part of this event? It seems like a big one. Oh, sorry, just with this being the Newcastle debut, how does it feel to be part of that? Yeah, it's good. It's, it's nice to see uh, Octagon expanding and, and, and growing and, and like visiting different countries. So, yeah, it's, I feel like I'm a part of history and I'm very happy about that. So, yeah, it's always good. Wherever there's a case and a opponent, I will show up for Octagon. And just kind of curious about the mentality heading into this one because first fight back after losing the Bantamweight title, I mean, an epic fight to be sure, but like, what's the mindset like heading into this next one against Cartwright and everything? Yeah, the mindset is a bit the same as every fighter going in there to kill, um, trying absolutely to murder this guy, and uh, it's a victory. Uh, so, yeah. It hasn't changed. The mindset has not changed. The goal has not changed. It's always to prove that I'm one of the best in the world. And yeah, of course, I have a bit of weight on my shoulder after the last fight. But I feel like I, even though I didn't get the victory, I just I still proved myself in there. And I, and, I, and I know what I had to work on. I know going into that fight what I, what I did wrong. So just moving forward, looking forward. And yeah. So the mindset is pretty positive going into this fight. Well, yeah, for sure. Like I said, I mean, an incredible fight. I would think that you'd be able to, you know, learn a lot from a fight like that, like the one you had with Felipe Lima, even though it didn't fit within the rigid binary of a win or a loss. Like, I would think you'd be able to grow so much from a fight like that. Yeah, definitely. And it's also, like, it's the first time I've ever, like, lost a decision fight, so that was something... To new to try, not that I was looking forward to try to it, but it's always about bringing something back from every fight, win or lose. So uh, yeah, I learned about a lot about myself and my mindset. And uh, it's easy for fighters to go in there and say they don't quit if you never showed it. And I feel like I showed in there pretty much. I had so many reasons, uh, not reasons, but I had so many moments where I could have quit it and found an easy way out. But I showed real fighting spirit and real fighting heart and that's something it's, it's a priceless thing to come out with, from a fight with yeah and it seems like this next one is already like kind of positioned as a title eliminator so if you have a great performance in this one you could be right back into that picture so love to see that too yeah definitely uh, right now I'm not focusing on the, on the title I already have two titles in Octagon and uh, so my focus is on the next fight. Again, for me, it's bigger than any titles. I've won my titles. I've won world titles. This is about the fight against Jack and, and prove I'm one of the best. Uh, so, yeah, what comes next, let's see. But for now, it's it's, it's about the 27th in Newcastle and, and going in there and finish this guy. Yeah, and I mean, curious to get some more insights on 
I guess, your thoughts on this next opponent because it does seem like there's, I guess, like mutual training partners and some level of like, you know, six degrees of separation, like some similar training partners, like I said, and some connectivity. Like, what are your thoughts on Cartwright and stuff like that as far as his skills and resume, I suppose? I think he's a bit overrated, to be honest. He's, he comes out like this guy, he's a bit mysterious and people, people he has some good performances in, in cage wars back in the day and he lives still a little bit from that. And I feel it's my job to go in there and show who he really is and who he's shown he is. Uh, he had two fights before the last Octagon fight and he was not winning these fights, even though the Sylvester Miller fight, he won on the on the paper. He did. He lost the fight, um, and then he had the contender fight where he also lost. So, and every time he's losing, he, he, he runs away. You don't see him for two years, and I think it, it tells more about his mindset than this mysterious thing that is about him. That everybody's like a bit like ooh about. I, I, don't, I don't. I see through that definitely. I don't think you can go and and, and lose a fight and then just disappear. I think that's the current mentality to have. Uh, the fights I've lost, I've always shown my face right after. Um, like, it's easy to be a winner, but it's, it's about being a fighter. I think if you look at yourself as a fighter, you need to be able to face these consequences of fighting sometimes. And yeah, so. I think a lot of people put a lot of things into him. It's not like I, I'm, I'm underrating him at all. I always train with, against my like for my opponents. Like it's the most like it's the hardest opponent because it is always the hardest opponent. But the opponent is always yourself. So I, I, I don't think too much about this guy. I think about more about what I'm gonna do to him. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I mean, it seems like you guys got a little heated with each other after his last fight that first round submission win over junior Assis in manchester there at octagon 48 like it seems like they're as much as you're focusing on your own self and it's not as much about your opponent it's about your own refinement on like a skill level more so but like where did this it seems like there's like a bit of rivalry like bit of banter going on like where did that all begin from your perspective i suppose I think it began when I when I stepped into this ring. When he's actually when he signed with Octagon, he, he started putting his name, my name in his mouth. And uh, yeah, as soon as I got off of this fight, I signed the fight. I've said it before. It took me three and a half minutes. I got the message if I wanted to fight him. It was even before he fought in in Octagon. The day before he fought, uh, it took me three minutes to accept the fight because I had to sing a little good night song for my son first, and then I accepted the fight right away. Uh, and then they flew me over to Manchester and, and I, I was going to go in there and I knew I was going to fight him if he win it didn't matter if he won, won or lost or lose so yeah and I felt like he got a bit intimidated when I came in there so I felt like and he ran his mouth so yeah I'm just a mirror like the energy you put in there I, I will give it back to you even bigger I always say when people, if somebody steps me over the foot, I'm going to stamp them in the head. That's the mentality I'm going in with with this fight. And as far as like where you've been kind of preparing, it seems like Manchester top team in England has been the consistent space. Is that where you've mostly been working at ahead of this fight here also? Uh, normally, yeah. But this time I went over a couple of times. I was doing before Christmas and stuff. Um, 
and I feel like I wanted to try to get more of the camp here and home. I just moved to Holland and, and with a great team, and I feel like we broke down Jack's game a lot. Uh, the thing about training in Holland, uh, in, uh, in England in these times is is a big injury risk at the moment because it's so cold in the gyms over there. Um, and I didn't want to risk like getting injured for this fight. So I started my camp in Holland, then I went to England, got some things done, and then I'm finishing my camp here in Holland. So, yeah. Yeah, no, makes sense. And it's cool that you're that analytical about the game where, like, even the temperature of the gym is something you're considering in your preparations. It seems like you're a real studious guy with the game. Is that a fair way to describe your approach, I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have a great team here, Combat Brothers. We have uh, two world, world-class, uh, like, what is it called? Weight-class, uh, 1FC champion, Renee de Ritter. And, yeah, we, we just have a good team here as well. Uh, Dutch uh, Holland is, is known for tall people, but we actually have a, a nice little uh, crew with a bit shorter guys, lower weight class. So I feel like we built a, a good team here. And yeah, I still like going to England just to get out of my comfort zone and, 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 and get different looks. But um, I feel like when I'm in England, I'm maybe performing like 60% because I'm not at home. I'm out of my comfort zone and, and all these things. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like here I have more, my own rhythm. I can do my own things. Uh, and it's on my schedule more. So I feel like that was needed for this camp. And I think people automatically, <clears throat> I guess, think of, like, the stand-up arts. Like, not to say that, like, people in Holland aren't well-versed on the ground. But, I mean, have you noticed that from being in Holland a bit in the last little bit? Like, that extra refinement in like the kickboxing or maybe too early in your time there to tell maybe like if you have like a few more months there it'll resonate a little better i guess i just asked that because you're a guy who has two separate finishing streaks of like you know the japanese necktie being utilized so adept with the submissions but wondering what i guess this recent change in camp and etc might have provided the striking component i guess yeah i feel like uh... It's a bit different style. Uh, kickboxing, of course, is very big here in Holland, and they have like a. I feel like kickboxing as a style maybe doesn't work so good for MMA, but the mentality does. It's almost like wrestling. Uh, wrestling, like normal Olympic wrestling, doesn't really work for MMA, but the mentality behind it works for MMA, and and that's what I can take from here. But. I'm training in MMA gym and we are doing MMA training, so it's not like kickboxing or BJJ or whatever. But these guys over here obviously have very, 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 very good high-level BJJ. You see it with the owner fighting at 1FC. And, but the kickboxing part and the striking part is also mega over here. So I feel like I'm getting like everything I need over here. And I'm just curious what, like, the Octagon tenure has done for your career, because it seems like you've been able to grow quite a bit, and it seems like they've been growing a lot as well as, like, a big player in the European MMA scene. Like, how does it feel to grow individually and then see what Octagon has been able to do in their growth overall, too? I feel like uh, I came into Octagon at the perfect time. I feel like we're growing together. Obviously, I'm just... a uh just a guy from Denmark, from a small country, from a small city, 
and I, but I really, Octagon really gave me the platform to like showcase my personality, but also my skills and and uh, so yeah. And uh, to see these guys growing as much as they do, it, it makes me very happy because they're very good guys and they take so good care of their fighters. Uh, so yeah, I just feel like we're growing together. Uh, and now they're going to England and trying to build something up there. They already built uh, like uh, a strong base in, in Germany and obviously uh, Czech Republic and Slovakia. And the fan base over there is insane. Like it, it's it's like nothing else in this world, in MMA world. Like only the high, high, high UFC events have the same energy as, as these, these uh, Octagon uh, all events have. And they have it like on the monthly. So it's just crazy. It's, it's an honor to be a part of this organization and, and growing and being a part of the story. Uh, it, it just adds to my legacy, obviously. So, yeah, I'm very, very happy. I'm very, very pumped for what the future is going to bring for Octagon. And, yeah, let's see. Yeah, no doubt. And you were talking before about, <clears throat> like, the championship accolades like you've already won the belt so it's not like i mean obviously you wouldn't be opposed to winning it again but not like a hyper fixation point you also have held gold in previous leagues like fen but also in mentioning your legacy i mean what would be something that you would want to actualize into reality going forward like maybe a defined goal you have in terms of something that could add to your legacy and whatnot is that something you think about a great deal i mean obviously predominant focus on this fight but i guess just in general yeah, in general, it's about just now. Like, I feel like my focus have changed over the years. Maybe it was uh, the reason for me training and doing MMA was different from when I started to when I was in it, became professional. Then a lot of things have changed. And I feel like for now, it's also about me showing I have a son. I, I want to show him what, what you're able to do if you just believe and work hard for it. I've never been talented in anything, but I just feel like I'm out here showing that it doesn't matter about talent. It's all about hard work. And I want to show that to my son as well. And uh, I want him to be proud of me. That's my biggest goal, of course. Because in, in the end, all these titles comes and goes. But it's all about what you leave behind for your loved ones uh, to look at. So so for me, that's, that's the big motivation. And then, uh, of course, being one of the baddest guys. Like, being one of these guys saying, I fucking, I fucking did it. I went out there, I put my heart to it, and, and I became like three times world champions. Uh, and I'm going to be world champion again, uh, obviously. I feel like I'm just in my prime right now. So I'm just, I just turned 31, and I just feel like I've never been better than I am now. I've never like felt so good before. I've never felt so, so ready for any fights before. So uh, right now, I'm just enjoying the ride as much as I can. Because... Yeah, it seems like a great time in your career, man, and I appreciate you coming on and giving such great insights at this cool juncture in your career, but wanting to be mindful of your time and other things you're getting up to today, I'm curious if maybe you have a final thought to add as we're kind of wrapping up, Jonas. No, just uh, thanks for uh, contacting me, and uh, yeah, if somebody, if you can be in Newcastle, make sure to uh, buy your pay-per-views and see this fight, because this is... This is beyond fighting. It's very, very, very personal for both of us. So uh, it's going to be a good one. 
yeah, it seems like there's so much going on with this Octagon 52 fight in terms of, like, the title implications. Both of you are skilled former champions, great bit of banter, and, yeah, no, super excited for January 27th and was before talking to you, but after talking to you, even more excited for this Jack Cartwright fight. So, again, to reiterate, thank you for the time, Jonas. Looking forward to peeping the fight when it goes down, but until then, have a good rest of your day, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Take care.